Hey, it's another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host. On this episode, we have a uh, guest, uh, podcaster, photographer, TJ Sapasi. Uh, very funny guy. Uh, has an awesome podcast, Menage Pod. Uh, I like this episode a lot. I like him. And uh, you can tell he is a podcaster as well because... Uh, he did a good job of uh, avoiding answering some questions, but I got him on the others. Uh, no, he's a, he's a great guest. This is a really fun episode. Also, the voice of reason on this episode was Patty Vasquez. We socially distanced, and you could tell we were wearing masks during the episode, uh, and uh, it was a fun episode. It was so fun to have real episodes again. I love the Zoom episodes so much, but there's something to be said about just real human uh, interaction, even if it's six feet away with masks on. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, review us. F- five-star reviews go a long way uh, towards keeping this free. Uh, speaking of keeping this free, check out our sponsors. They've been so supportive uh, throughout this whole process. And uh, I really appreciate everybody that's listening. And, and if you haven't reviewed us recently, please review us again. It takes two seconds, literally five words. Say, I love this podcast. Boom. That's it. Five stars. I really appreciate it. Um, my website, Paul F. Comedy, is updated. I've got uh, new dates coming out. I am going to be back on the road again. I'm so thankful for that. I'm going to have YouTube clips of um, new stuff that I have got. I'm going to put up, in, including the singles only podcast episodes, which were uh, done by Zoom. So you can watch those with. Uh, my guests live, see what they look like, see what I look like, or what I looked like during the quarantine. Thank you so much, and enjoy this episode with TJ. Listen, you know I'm a lawyer. I talk about it often, but when I have legal questions or I have legal issues that I'm facing, I go to my friend Scott Shapiro. So if you've been injured on the job, um, need compensation, you might be entitled to money that you don't even know about. And that holds true for workers' compensation, personal injury, all that stuff. Um, my friend Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers and doing entertainment law for almost 20 years now. You need to contact him, 312-648-8800, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He is legitimately one of the best people and best lawyers I know. Um, If you call him, you tell him Singles Only sent you or I sent you, it's a free consultation. Granted, it's a free consultation anyway, probably, but boom. Just just throw my name so I can uh, stay in business here. Um, He is a full-service law firm in addition to workers' compensation cases, work injuries. He handles litigation. He handles all your legal needs for entertainment law. So those of you who are entertainers out there have legal questions. He's your guy. Again, free consultation. Don't take a chance and not get a lawyer. 312-648-8800 or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. For those of you new to the podcast, uh, you need to know that I'm a huge reader. I love biographies and nonfiction, something I do. Uh, and one of my favorite books of recent time is Perfect Pain by Param Parastron. It's a friend of mine who wrote it. It's just a perfect story of how everything appears to be perfect, but in reality, there was a lot of demons in someone's life. And this book talks about how through therapy, Param Parastron overcame 
all his, uh, his fears, his pain, his problems through therapy and, uh, and came up on top on the other side. Um, it's a great book. It's a great journey. I highly recommend it. Um, you can get it at, uh, Amazon, actually, he reduced the price recently. So um, if you are on Amazon.com, go buy it. But here's what I'm going to do for our listeners or watchers, if you're on YouTube. Um, if you review the podcast, Singles Only, on on iTunes or wherever you listen, send it to me at pfarvar at gmail.com. I will send you a free copy of the book, Perfect Pain. It's a $20 value. It's a memoir by Param Parasran. That's how confident I am that you'll love it. Um, and if you do love it, um, tell people, review it. If you've read it already, review it, please. We want to get the word out on this great book. Um, I don't know what else I can do. It's just such an amazing journey. Um, it makes you, it gives you hope. It's uh, something we all need right now. Perfect Pain, by Param Parastron, please check it out, perfectpain.com, or message me for your free copy. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I have riding shotgun, Patty Vasquez, the voice of reason. Patty, thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me After again. After a, I- a hiatus, we had a, quite some time. We were busy campaigning, making the world a better place. God, it, it's funny because I did. I, I only did a couple I, at my time. You're, you were very patient with me, but I still can't believe you recently told me how many of these episodes I've been on. Yeah, almost a hundred. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, we've had over two hundred, uh, and uh, yeah, everything's safe for you, safe and sound with you. You're still married. I am still married. Okay. Yes, uh, that's that's a. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say you're one of the few people. I think that, like I said before, I predicted there'll be a, a, a surge in divorces upon closure of the quarantine it's been kind of romantic i just like last night we were watching uh girl in the spider web uh-huh. uh, which my husband's he, he's been on a kick of watching some movies like zombie movies which i'm not a yeah. big fan of that's very romantic but yeah. he like it was funny at one point he like leaned into me and just like kind of just re- it relaxed and i realized that we haven't even though we've been under quarantine for so long and been around each other like we haven't really relaxed and yeah. it was, there was something really sweet about him like just kind of cuddling with Aww. me i feel like we haven't done that enough i don't know hmm. it was really sweet so yeah well. Yeah. There's a there's a positive to yeah. being quarantined. I picked the right guy. Yeah. yeah, 25 years later, I'm still sure yeah. sure of that. Okay, well, we'll check back in five years uh, <laughs> when I hit 30 years with him. Okay, <laughs> but we have a we have a, a guest on. Uh, he's a guy, hilarious guy. He's got a podcast called Menage Pod, which I've done very funny with Gina, and uh, also a photographer, uh, TJ Saposi. Did I say that right? You did. You did. TJ, thank you for coming on the podcast, and thanks for having me on your podcast, too. It was really fun. Oh, it's um, a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I've been actually wanting to do this for a long time, so yeah. I'm glad, glad to be here. Nobody wants to do the podcast. They Should just kind of end up doing it, because yeah. it's like a recovery. That's not true. You've had people who are fans of the podcast. Yes, right? that's they, true. They're like in awe of the fact that they're sitting here doing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this is like Chicago podcasting royalty here with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm I, If there was a Chicago in just the Lincoln Park area, I okay. might make the Mount Rushmore. So like a regional hall, of regional fame. hall yeah. of fame, okay. yeah. But I'm not in the whole city yet, not not the Mount Rushmore yet. But fingers crossed next year. I'm there is the still list. hope. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that for you. So TJ, you are single. I am. Yes. How is that possible? You're a good-looking guy, uh, funny. You got a cool job. Get to photograph models all day. That's I mean, what I picture. I don't know. Some that some of that is true. Um, so I'm I'm divorced. I got divorced in uh, like I think we split in 2017. Okay. After five years of marriage, and in the time 
obviously before I got married, the dating apps weren't really a thing. Yeah. Um, so at the end of my marriage, I was, I don't want to say I looked forward to it because obviously divorce is not something anyone's like super stoked about. Uh-huh. But once I came out of it, just got on the apps, had a, a lot of fun, dated a lot, kind of, you know, listening to your podcast and hearing you tell stories about your experience. It's fairly similar in that yeah. regard. Uh, then I met somebody we dated on and off for about two years with it finally coming to an end in the last like three to four months. Okay. So now I'm getting back on my feet, back on the apps in a weird time. There's a surge that happens. And I talked to Patty about this before when someone gets divorced that when the apps weren't all fully developed or the norm, right? That, that high that, divorced guys and I assume women also get after just seeing all these you get you get just all these options thrown at you and you're like wow I I think it tests you honestly as a human being I I mean I actively try to be out here as a decent person not doing like horrible things yeah but when you've been essentially with the same person for almost seven years and suddenly you're on an app and I hate to use the term buffet because it like commoditizes relationships <laughs> and women. It is a buffet, you're right? It really is. Well, and options. You have options. a lot of options, and and it's just never ending. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people who listen to our podcast know that I actually live in the South Suburbs, but I do spend the majority of my time in the city. So, coming up here as a single guy for the first time, and just like, oh, my first day on Bumble in Chicago, and there's like all these matches, and I just was married for five years, and I don't know right. how to handle all this. So it's a crazy experience. Yeah, I think that high people, the high that I've I've had friends who've recently gotten, they're just like, this is amazing. But then there's a lull. There's the two whether whatever months it is, is you're like, then there's that depression. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you're like, Aww. holy shit, this is like emptiness. <laughs> there's yeah. like nothing there. You get the you get the the strange as the as the gentlemen I like to say. Think that's the term. for a little for yeah. a little time. But then afterwards, you're like, wow, this is not satiating no not fulfilling at all and you know that makes me wonder because i know part of your your brand is that you <laughs> you are not in it for anything long term or yeah and i and I hear you talk a lot about kind of riding the line between casual and not totally serious mm-hmm. so do you feel like that's not really fulfilling either uh so patty has brought this up before i think i'm better off in a relationship where i after the relationship where it's a post that we tried and then and then we just become friendships where we have this connection. I do well in that situation. Okay. Um, but that I don't know what you call that. I'm going to create a cult where that's a an acceptable thing. I don't know. Well, do you think? Well, I. I it's just so funny because we have been talking a lot about uh, your. You have these like sort of timelines that you know yeah. that there's like a three month rough timelines. Yes. Rough timelines. But you would still be open, like if something felt really comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I tried to do that as well. I, you know, I don't know. I it's it is definitely my brand, and I thought at the 200th episode, the goal was to be like, that's it, and then I'm going to walk away and call it something new or, or do something different. But pff, you realize you changed. love this too much. This <laughs> no, lifestyle. I do love. I like the lifestyle. I like to learn about it. And if if I were to ever get married or to to get in a relationship, I'd I'd bring on someone. Uh, Patty, I take over Patty's role, and then okay. we'd have a, a single young guy that'd be like the new, or a young girl, just be like the new Paul. Yeah, I think <laughs> it'd have to be a girl to keep yeah. the same dynamic going. Right, right. But, but no, I don't. I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I'm still happy. I think there was a lot of things that during that you do a lot of self reflecting during quarantine, and you start thinking like, what, what, what's the point? What is the point of this? And and there's a lot of decisions you make, and as you get older too, where it's like, it's not worth it, you know. I like, and I have a new bit about it. It's like, I like 
that I'm older now and my dick doesn't run my life anymore. Like I make better decisions. <laughs> it defers. I get it. Yeah. Like I can be like, I'll get a message. And then at the quarantine, especially too, you're like, well, I'm not going to hook up with somebody and risk. Quor- I don't know what, who this person is. Right. Like I was talking to someone who flew to multiple places. I'm like, well, I'm not going to, I mean, the sex sounds great, but like I can just watch porn. She, she's walking around Chicago, just licking light poles yeah, everywhere. Like, that's what it's like. It's so risky now. And somebody told me that too recently that that's like the quarantine makes you d- think about everything like that. So have you, have you had that happen too? Or? I, I have. And you know, I, we've talked about this before. Um, I, I know for people who are listening now, Paul and I are, he has been on our podcast and we are connected on social media. So we have a little bit of knowledge as to what goes on in each other's lives. And he, I did have COVID-19 and I went through right. that. It was pretty severe. But the funny part is now that I'm through it and people are so sick of being quarantined, what I'm seeing a lot of is DM slides, people from my past or people that I only like lightly connected with on the dating apps who see me as this like safe option oh, yeah. because I've like had it and I'm not ha- now healthy and the amount of people are just like oh hey let's come like hang out at my apartment they just want to get it in yeah oh get it in and even <laughs> I don't know if you guys I mean this term I feel sure. so horrible talking this way in front of no, Patty right oh, now please. But, yeah. um, like, Patty's dirtier mouth than all of us that's true I, I don't know if you saw the Too CNN true. article about uh, that they were concerned that people who had had COVID-19 that they could potentially pass it on in their semen Uh huh. did you see that no I didn't no. know that so I've also had so many people bring that article. Like I get that article sent. Oh, to me they get the antibody. Oh, you mean the antibody, or potentially the contagion before you've developed the antibody. So now I'm. It wouldn't matter. But the amount of people who've just like forwarded that over, it's like wait. If you, but if, if you, if it's in your, if the antibody is, then is that like somebody wants to inoculate themselves? <laughs> I that guess. Way? Yeah, that's what oh, I was thinking. God. Like this is like an anti-vaxxer podcast now, right? Yeah, like that this would goes, be. This amazing. goes to my spitting or swallowing situation yeah, you were talking about earlier. Yeah, See, now he's not uncomfortable anymore. So here, <laughs> and we were talking about it as you having a bit. Just to be clear. Oh yeah, that was another episode. I <laughs> apologize. Just, me and I don't. You and I just don't talk about spinning or swallowing in casual conversation. Um, so no, TJ. But like, if that was the case, that you had the antibody, like your stock on those apps would just skyrocket. skyrocket. Yeah, it's the best superpower ever. Really. Can you imagine if that was the case? I would like get COVID just to have that power. Do we have an illustrator? Maybe we could get like a comic book going of this guy. That's his superpower. He's a COVID survivor who just like spreads the inoculated. COVID come. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, That might've been a step too far. No, that is perfect. I think that's the logical termination there. I think that's, yeah, I think that would be great. Um, Yeah. I think that you are like a safe option. And I think that, that have you know have you are you on the apps now oh yeah what, what's your go-to app? Re- real actively yeah um i'm a, i use bumble and hinge and hinge. i'm i'm also on the league okay um i don't mess with tinder too much what's okay what's the league that's a new one to me I, the league hinge. has been around uh for a while you can only get three matches a day is three, that right yeah three matches you either have to get like referred by someone who's already on there or it's just like a i think right now the chicago waitlist is like seventy-seven thousand people and i didn't know anybody so i waited like i think I was still in, like, it was before my last relationship that I signed up for it. And then like three weeks ago, I got a message. It was like, you've qualified for the league. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, might as well check this out. They were going to be a sponsor <laughs> on the show. Oh, and really? then I, I was a prime. I was one of their first mm-hmm. members in the, in the state. Of course you were. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I've met some people. I've actually met better friends on there. Right. And what I've learned. <laughs> well, These hey, apps are all just fil- friend filters. It, it, for you. it works. It Two really of my does. closer friends I've met, w- Kristen, who we met on the league, we we're She's a life coach now, and uh, we met on the leak, and we're friends. And right. she's been on the podcast. Um, 
what I have heard about the league in talking to my female friends, and I don't know if you've experienced this, is that it's a swinger site too. Have you had any I, invites? <laughs> I have uh, not, but the world of possibility is that you've just opened to me. It's very intriguing. It's a swinger site. Well, they, they at least for women, they've been asked to join right. others more on the league than so anything. So sh- should I feel like I'm missing out if I don't? I get think asked it's just that? on the. I think we're screwed as guys. Uh, I think okay. they need women because they're the guy. It's a waiting list to be one of the guys. We right. gotta wait till one of them gets the COVID and you can take over as <laughs> the COVID guy. What about, uh, there's a new app that we talked about recently with a Christina Walkinshaw on the episode Field? called Field. Yeah, have you <laughs> done that? I have not, but I'm familiar with it. Um, I learned about it from, I don't, I don't know if you know him, but there's a Chicago comedian named Bobby Hill. He's yeah. a polyamorous yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. He's he going to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He, did it, he did our first episode about polyamory. Super funny guy, really insightful. And he's who told me about it. And I'm not polyamorous, nor was I single at that point. But I always... For the sake of research, got to yeah. download it, check it out. It's kind of interesting. I did, I did too. And I, I fucked up and said the name was Handy. But Handy is like a... Like, it's like for, a chore app, yeah. like TaskRabbit? Well, I got, yeah, <laughs> I got Handy and Field at the same time. So I was like looking at him like, wow, I'm like, why aren't there any pictures? I'm like, oh, this is... You were thinking of Handy yeah. literally? Yeah, I thought like, I thought it was like... <laughs> I'm gonna create an app where it's it's gonna want be on a? it's gonna be like for for date for dating sites that just want to go to first base. It's called Handy, but that's not it. No, it's uh, not a bad idea. Field is uh, I I I loaded it up and I put my real information on there, not knowing that it's like a it's a hookup app. But I have been approached already on there within like minutes by a couple who and they and they show their picture. They're they're curious. They want and it tells you what they want and they're all their their kinks on there. And it's all like pretty aggressive. What's stuff. the most common kink you've seen on there? I see a lot of uh, a lot of bondage. MMF and MFM. I don't know what the difference is, but it's ma- I know it's two dudes and one one woman. Okay. But I don't know if MMF or <laughs> MFM is no idea. that she the guy's going to also be involved. I figured that their the placement matters. I feel like you're going to need to do some more research yeah. on this, Paul. Yeah, I already I looked Googled it last night and I couldn't figure it out. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff on there, uh, bondage and and stuff like that, and uh, role playing. Yeah, but I, I when I filled my thing out, it's just like I'm like I'm probably too vanilla for this site. I'm I basic. Don't get it. You basic. But I put my real information on. Well, so I thought it doesn't it primarily cater to people who are polyamorous. Uh, from what I saw, it looked like there was a lot of everything, a lot of couples and a lot of people who are like exploring options. Uh, so if you and I wanted to like share an account and find a third, we yeah, could do that on that's field. correct. That's, there's a lot of couples that do that. So, wow. It's a, <laughs> I learned about it and then I, and I, when I talked about it on the podcast, on the last podcast, I had people message me and tell me that they're on it and that they, it's a hookup app. Really? So, I mean, I think. This is, I don't think this is the most groundbreaking insight ever, but they're all hookup app if that's what you want them to be. I mean, I've had, in general, and this is something I disagree with people sort of broadly, but I've had a tremendously positive experience dating on the dating apps. And, you know, as I've I've listened to your show a lot, I was actually telling someone about it the other day over the last year or whatever, I, I won't listen and then I'll binge like 10 episodes. And a lot of the things that you say and you do, I really like re- resonate because I do the same sort of stuff. See, like, Patty, we're doing a service here. Really uh, are. I, I, like, I never said you weren't. I have so many friends that I've made off dating apps. My business yeah. partner, my podcast co-host, we met on Bumble. Right, that's right. Um, I would say 80% of my photography clients start off as either like DM slides <laughs> or 
I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how that works. And one thing that I've always wanted to tell you, Paul, is right after we had you on the podcast and we followed each other on Instagram, I was on the apps a little bit here and there. And the amount of women that we would match with in common, and the only way I would know is because they'd follow me on Instagram. And when I'd follow them back, the one person we always had in common <laughs> was end. Paul. Yeah, and I, I've even had women like message me and be like, how do you know Paul Farvar? Oh, no. oh my God. Are they all neg- are negative? No, no, like, no oh. one's ever said anything bad. Actually, one woman who lives in the South Burbs by me was like, oh, yeah, I went on one date with him. He was a really, really nice guy. And yeah, I'm like, I'll let him know. I never doubt you. Jeannie's the one that's doubt. like always trying to cock block me and saying, what are you doing? I'm like, I just I just don't want to waste their time. Like, don't I cock know. block Peacock. Yeah. Pe- what's Peacock? It's when you are. Don't cock block. Don't cock block Peacock. Yeah, it's when you are. Uh, confident about yourself, but in a way that's not like overly arrogant. You just like peacocking. Yeah, you're peacocking. You're putting your best self out. And if you have a friend who's with you, you don't want them to cock block. You want them to kind of help, help you. you. Yeah. Like, put oh, your- Paul over here has 200 episodes of a podcast <laughs> about being single. That sounds like he's a great. A, that's like a Malcolm Gladwell level expert. Yeah. You've put in the hours there. I am a date coach. The, the only thing I mock you about is whipping out a contract. Oh, right. You can't block me on that one. I really, I still have a copy. I still actually have the original. Wait, you actually have a a date? I was trying to do. He wanted uh, to have a regional contract. Yeah, I wanted to have a regional. Before all this started happening, my goal was to like have a a girl in each town that I was visiting and not necessarily like just to have someone that. Right. Because you're on the road. Like the cruise boyfriends? Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) Christina Walkinshaw does it too. And Lenny Lenny does it too. Um, Lenny Schmidt. Yeah. So it was kind of like that, but now it's like, it seems like it would just be, it was just better off going home, like after a show. Well, right. you had like, you had things where like, when I'm here, like I'm basically, the priority. yeah, your attention is all on me while I'm For yeah. the three days I'm in Arkansas or whatever town. I'm yeah. Your, I don't I'm think that's a lot boyfriend. to ask. I mean, if you're in Los Angeles, no one's, I agree, but Unless if you're in have, Little Rock, if, Arkansas. What if they have prior obligations to somebody that they're. There was a, there was a clause in there that said, if you're in a relationship or if I'm in a relationship, obviously it's going to be a friendship. Thing. What prevented you from like putting this document into full effect? Patty Vasquez, I, the I, voice of reason over I keep, here. I keep it in my jewelry box just for. I do. I have it. I uh, yeah. I brought it out on. We did a show somewhere in Indianapolis. Uh, all right, settle down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it marked down in her calendar. All the details. Are and uh, I, I tried to present the contract. We were at a and, long table with uh, benches. Okay, we, were we having, don't have to. We were having barbecue. The, it was really yes. good food. Oh yeah, that was. That's that's really, really spinning a yarn here. Yep, just telling you. Yeah, that's a that's the one thing to do. But they had really and, good. They had really good uh, cocktails too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun bar we yeah. went to. Uh, Bars, what are those? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Do you, so you've been married. Do you want to get married again? Still? Or I, well, just... I, I'm kind of like torn on it. I mean, I with with the woman that I just dated semi seriously on and off. It was definitely like my most serious post divorce relationship. Um, we talked about marriage. We definitely like spelled out the details of a life together. And granted, we would do that. And then like three days later, she'd break up with me. And that cycle sort uh, of like, oh, no. oh man, it was my, did, she's, did you scare her away? You think? No, I don't think so. So I, I have like close friends who, uh, one of them in particular, a buddy I used to work with, he would call them the quarterly dumpings. Cause like we'd have no fights, no issues. We got along great, had a really solid relationship. And then every three months she would just be like, I don't know how I feel. We can't do this. And then like two weeks later, she'd be like, want to come over? And uh, it would just be like it never happened. And that's now that's emotionally abusive, by the way. We were talking about emotional yeah. abuse. I called her an emotional terrorist all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, her, yeah I, won't, I won't say what her first name is, but I, I made like an Osama bin Laden play on her name. It was not yeah. super like sensitive. Right. But, uh, 
worst. Well, because uh, what? Uh, how many times had she broken up with you when you started just like the quarterly dumpings? How many well, did? How many existed? Well, uh, well, when we, you started like anticipating it or wondering if this is the day. Well, it's funny be- that you mentioned that because I got. I mean, I'm a fairly perceptive person in general. I'm sort of. I, this is so stupid to say, but kind of an empath, and I really enjoy talking to people, getting to know people. So I feel like I can read people pretty easily. So once you've known someone for a year, 18 months, two years, you know them really well. And it would get to the point where I'd go to Jenna's to record because we record at Jenna's place in Lakeview. And I'd walk in and the first thing I'd say, yeah, you know, so-and-so, she's, I can feel it. Like in the next day or two, she's going to do it. Like I can tell all of these telltale indicators and kind of behavioral triggers are happening. And I'm like, I, I just know it. And there was always like a third party friend that was involved. And whenever she was like in the hangout mix, I was like, I know trash is going to be talked. And the downside of that was I would the other always, person would trash talk you the friend. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because I was actually really close with most of her friends. And one of them, like we'd go through these breakups and every time we'd break up, she'd be like, and I told such and such random. And I mean, like not, nothing's horrible. I'm not doing horrible things. I'm mostly a nice guy which no nice guy ever says, but <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she would tell me what this friend said. And then two weeks later we'd be dating again. And I'm like, Oh, and now we're hanging out with that friend and I'm going to be polite to her. Cause I'm a polite guy. The one that co- the one that's you constantly talking shit. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was she shitting on you? I honestly don't know, man. I just, uh, did you go out with her? Or she I, single? I never did. And she's a little bit younger. Okay. I'm, I'm not quite your age. We're close to the same age okay. bracket. And these, these girls are all a, eight to 10 years younger in that range. And she just was never a huge fan. She was like the only one in the friend group that didn't warm to me. So as our relationship progressed, she always became like a more persistent thing. Yeah. And and I feel like if you don't have the friends on your side fully, that can become a major issue. Yeah. I kind of like when they're not on my side because I feel like, it's like I'm like, well, you should listen to Karen. Yeah, yeah right. it shortens your yeah. <laughs> the expectancy. No one's ever on my side. None of the, no one's friends are ever on my side. Really? Come yeah, on, you're a charming guy, Paul. I know, but I, like they listen to the podcast. Like you know what you're getting into. So. That you know, I wanted to ask that too. Does we, that cock block you? Your podcast? Well, that's exactly where I was going with that. Um, Jenna, her experience, she gets annoyed with it because I feel like a lot of people. I, I vaguely mention it in my dating app profiles. I've yeah. actually been banned from Bumble like three times for, for advertising promoting? it. Yeah. Um, so now. I I have to use like a Google voice number to be on Bumble because like my phone, my Facebook, like all my email accounts are banned. Yeah. Um, So I'm like a rebel on Bumble. But people will match, follow me on Instagram, see about the podcast, listen. Like, are you just doing this for material? They say that. And if you listen to the podcast, you find out. I mean, I've probably divulged more personal details about my life in this 25 minutes than I have in the last year and a half of doing that podcast. And that's sort of the tone I take with it. But some people are very hesitant. But what's weird is I find a lot of people who really like it and are interested and not in a I've got listeners from the from the apps, apps for sure. Like I, and I'll even if, so, if we start talking and someone says they haven't listened, I'm like, well, please don't like meet me yeah. first and then listen after because sure. I'd rather you like get an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. I mean, I'm definitely leaning into a character that I'm not always 100 percent proud of. You have to be the the dude on the podcast. Yeah, and I'm still like that's a, what Patty's role is. You're the dude, <laughs> Being Patty. the dude on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're crushing it. Oh yeah, yeah. Appreciate well, what it. do you, do you think that? Um, well, you, you said you don't know. Going back to the original question, we we're talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. Do you you talked about it with this? Uh, sure. The quarterly dumper. Um, <laughs> we should so trademark weird. that. 
Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What so do weird. you? So do you think you? Obviously, you talked about it. So you're not yeah. opposed to the idea of marriage. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I'm. But opposed, you're not in a rush either. I'm. A, I'm opposed to the financial ramifications of my first divorce. Okay. I would like to not see a duplication of that event. Get a good lawyer for sure. I Pre-no. think I know. I know a couple. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I think it's just what what happens happens. I I don't have strong feelings either way. I think you can have a wonderfully strong, intensely personal relationship with someone while also maintaining your autonomy and your independence and never get married. Or you can do the same things and get married. And if I meet the right person and that's what they want, I'm not opposed. What about kids? Do you want to have kids? That's a that. See, that's hard. Again, like in some relationships, I've been open to it, but now, like, I'm in my later 30s, and you never know. I mean, eh. yeah. Do you want kids? Clearly not. Uh, no, I mean, I don't want them, but if it might happen, it might, I'm not, I'm not a- opposed to Any illegitimate ones scampering no, around? Yeah, surprisingly, really? I just don't answer the phone. Little I'm funny person kids all <laughs> over yeah. the north side. Father's Day, if I see a number, I'm like, forget this. I'm yeah. not answering this. You ever no get, a, get, a, a, get a social media reach out from a production assistant from the Maury Povich yeah. show? You're not not answering that. I did get, I was getting, oh uh, <laughs> I was getting called from a single show that said, hey, we want to talk to you about a date that you went on. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this Hard at pass. all. Hard pass, yeah. yeah. Oh they God. keep calling and, and texting. I'm like, You no. have to have some level of wondering which date it is. Do you know the person? Do they give you the I don't detail? care. No, I, <laughs> I know I didn't do anything inappropriate or whatever or didn't result in anything because those most of the people that i've gone out with that i still want to go out with right or that are still in my life in one way or the other and there's only a few that aren't and uh those are the people that i'm like what are, what are they gonna say that right I, that i left abruptly or i was like this is a <laughs> bad decision like no i don't know um so you had a relationship for for five how, you were dating for two years before that you said yeah we, we were together about a year and a half so and you've then, gone you've been able to go a long I have, time i have i'm i'm i think i'm weird in that i'm very much a relationship person i i like that companionship and that consistency and that stability but i'm also kind of a serial dater and when i am single i'm always on the apps i'm going out I mean, in the first six months that I was single post-divorce, I, I probably went on like a hundred dates yeah. with seventy-five different women. Like, I mean, That's I was just the, like the going surge, out. yeah, yeah. And then You're I filling hit that, a hole, and I I was, and then uh, <laughs> and then I multiple hit, holes, yeah. We're not gonna go there, but then I just got to a point where it was not fulfilling at yeah. all, and it got sort of depressing. And then you start to ask yourself, it's like you know, as a man living in this world, there are all these very poorly aging gender dynamics and when you grow up there's this dynamic that's put on little boys that like women are this like it's this prize that everything you will do will be leading you to get yeah. like the best woman you can get and obviously that's like a super patriarchy yeah. yeah exactly and god bless it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. the patriarchal pimp hand it's the yeah. worst um but you get to a point where you're like okay i i'm dating all these beautiful women and I'm having all these like memorable evenings and, and like things that I never thought as like a 32 year old married guy living in Plainfield would ever be doing. And it's not fulfilling you. And you're like, Oh, this thing that I was trained to think that as like a guy that I wouldn't even like, want to love and it's going to like fill me right. up. And it's just kind of like, meh. It's not gonna, yeah. There's, there's something to be said about that. That it's like, when does this end or how does this end? Well, it doesn't That's end kinda, well. Yeah. Like usually ever. And and when I took therapy, like I, I was I was like, what am I doing? This is before the podcast. Okay. Now I have this. this I was podcast. gonna say you don't have to do therapy on a podcast. Um, That's the point. But I was like uh, I was like, how does this end? Like th- is this healthy? And he's like he's like, Yeah, I mean, pretty much it's like if you're happy, 
then why change things? That's what I say. He didn't say that. Well, I think that was like a real (laughs) persistent problem with the, the, the quarterly dumper was, you know, I have all of my little side things that I like to do. I'm a musician. I podcast. I do my photography work and I have my actual career. And that person not only was not supportive of those things, but she was yeah. like openly belittling of them. Ugh. Like even as the podcast grew and started to have like a substantial somewhat, I mean like an audience I'm proud of to her, it was just like the biggest joke. Yeah. And when I started doing photography, I've been kind of hobbyist at it for a long time, but about a year ago when I started focusing on it more professionally, it just was like the subject of constant scorn and derision. And so for me now being back out in the landscape of dating, I just like, I'm sure you've seen uh, what's the John Cusack movie in Chicago that everyone loves? High Fidelity. High Fidelity. The scene where he says, it's not what you're like, it's what you like. And I so agree with that. Like yeah. being kind of a music snob and like having these things that I like to do. <laughs> I mean, I've heard you talk and we even talked about Band of Horses when you were on, on our show. Oh, I yeah. want to have some of these it's things band, in common Daddy. with Thank you. you. An incredible band. Yeah, I want to have some of these things in common with you. Right. And you don't have to like support everything I'm doing, but if I'm like into something and you can see real passion and I'm like grinding, just like don't shit talk it. Yeah, there's there's something that's probably why Patty's relationship works is because she had a supportive uh, husband who accepts the fact that I don't know anything about music. Yeah, <laughs> well, the comedy part that you had a comedy. Job. Oh yeah, so I was yeah I was a comic before we started dating. So it was always part of the he package. Knew. And he always knew that the possibility might, we might move to Los Angeles or I'd be traveling all the time. He right. was always supportive and adapt. He was adaptable. I think that's the thing is beyond just being supportive is kind of rolling with it, right. you know, and just going, okay, this well, is who they are for me. And, and I talked to Patty about this recently, who knows nothing about music. That's a whole nother episode, but Does uh, Patty know nothing about music. I no, I have an appalling, an appalling, lack of, appalling lack of knowledge, which is a segment created on the WGN show. But, uh, essentially people almost drove off the road cause I couldn't believe it. It's insanity. Don't tell me you listen to Nickelback. I don't know. She doesn't know. I couldn't name. I couldn't name, really? I couldn't name. I couldn't name a song. That they if you do. go back, you'll she's listen a big to Bing Crosby fan. Yeah, no. as a matter of she fact. actually knows. Yeah, <laughs> but one of the things I talk about with Patty is through the through oh. the um, dating apps and growing. It's like I'm not as as snobby about music as I used to be. Like when girls would talk about they go on dates with and didn't know who like certain bands were or like loved country. I was like, this is never going to work. But now. Like I'm embracing certain aspects of country through my other podcasts. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not, that's not a deal breaker for me anymore. Have I helped you be patient? Well, no. <laughs> and I also feel like if there's you're going to avoid, if, if you're going to avoid country music, you're cutting out a large population yeah. of women in Chicago. Right. And there's good country music. <laughs> and that's what I've been exposed to through Marty DeRosa. Like all this great music that I, here's a guy who's a music snob like right. me and he liked it. And then I was, I got exposed to it. But my, uh, my question then is, what are those what are those deal breakers for you what are the things you've learned through the apps or through your through the quarterly dumper <laughs> or through your ex-wife like what are you not going to do anymore what I are just, your like i just think you get to a point in life where you have to have just non-negotiables and i know again that's kind of a cliche thing but through a lot of trial and error and a lot of just saying yes to everything you realize what you don't like and what you don't want to deal with. And you know, in, in my, what are they? That's where we're going. Yeah. (laughs) So in, in my marriage, like I, I think it's very important. Like I'm a liberal atheist. I married a homeschooled conservative Christian. You wow, would, who was that's one of so weird that didn't work out, right? One of six <laughs> biblically named children whose father was an ordained minister. So, like, clearly, I made an error in judgment. So, okay. I I started to realize as I got older that having some of those like ideological similarities, well, not 
of utmost. It's not like we have to have everything in common, but I don't. I don't want to date a Trump supporter. Okay. Like I can deal were you, with. Were you married to a Trump supporter? She, you know what's super funny? Obviously, as a, as a Christian, she was a very uh, conservative voter. Her big issue was pro life, pro choice. As a lot of people who are kind of that one issue voter, and I one conversation. I actually have you seen the website? I side with. You no. like take questions oh, and it tells you oh, who yeah. to vote for. Yeah. And she did it. And she it was like 99% Bernie Sanders. And she actually refiled as a Democrat and voted for Bernie Sanders oh, wow. in the, in the uh, primary. Really? Okay. So I was like, I'm doing good work here. You changed Didn't one save person. my marriage, but I did get one Democratic vote. Wow. So, so that's a deal breaker. Yeah, Are any sure. others that you've had? Uh, I like minor you, things. Not This isn't even minor. Like for me, just a basic level of decency. And you hear people say things like, I don't, if someone's rude to a server, yeah. that's such a dead giveaway. Like if you treat a stranger like shit, you're probably the type of person who might be saying things that I don't like that I think are abhorrent or disagreeable behind closed doors. And the amount of people who think because you have like race in common that they'll just say like a casually horrible thing to you. I, I went on a date fairly recently with like a gorgeous woman, like gorgeous woman who's like Instagram influencer has like a hundred thousand followers. Like, you know, I'm like a social media whore. I'm just like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And we had, <laughs> I mean, you, you see how the fucking shit I oh, post. It's like intense. Yeah. So my thirst traps and the, um, this girl, I like, we had a great date. It was incredible. And then at the end of the night, she just says, she's like, you know, I've seen some of your posts and if you haven't picked up on it, like I'm a pretty strong Trump supporter. And, oh. and I was just like, oh man, yeah, you know, I saw you'd posted an Instagram story about putting Hillary Clinton in jail so I like thought maybe there was like a difference in our beliefs but who knows and so we walking back to our cars and I just quick brisk goodbye I was like all right it was really nice meeting you and head back to my car I get in my car she get a text message and it just says are you seriously not going to talk to me or go on a second date because I voted for Trump and I'm like not only am I not going to (laughs) but the way you handled that was like very yeah. weird to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Un- awkward. Yeah, I mean, wait till the fourth or fifth date before you start like peeling back the PR no, department. No, but it's better to it's better to know, right? <laughs> Isn't it better to yeah. know right up top? Do you like that, Patty? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I always say, you know, it, that's not a groundbreaking idea that you, people don't really, you're not yourselves when you're first meeting people. I call it the PR department. The first, but like, it's good to get that out. Like, why waste your time? It is. Although you would have probably gotten a hand job or something. A, a handy, like your yeah. app? <laughs> the handy app. <laughs> handy yeah. app. The handy, if you're not ready for sex, just want to get to first base that's what my app's gonna just be a handy.com just say no it's just me hand handy with an eye so it doesn't get confused with, with the, the task handy, app, the task yeah. app yeah <laughs> or h-a-n-d-e-e but no like handy. that that's the great thing about these apps is you can and i've said this on the podcast before it's like you get all their information up top it, on hinge it tells you like their their religious backgrounds their do their you find people lie a lot though no, I don't think anyone lies. They might just hide the fact that right. they're um, obfuscation of the truth. If they don't list their, if they don't list their uh, political beliefs, uh, then you know they're like afraid to say they're. Right. Or, or what if it's just not important to them? Because I find that a lot of people are just cynic- yeah. They cynical. put moderate. You have an option to put moderate, right? Or and just I even think that apolitical, apolitical. options. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but if someone Which, hides it, then it's like, oh, uh, and then you see there, there's like six pictures with a gun and a flag, especially like if you're on the road. <laughs> Like Wait, on the road. When you're in Little Rock, Arkansas? Yeah, when you're in Little Rock, or I remember um, I was in Florida once, and there was this woman that was like, she had pictures with guns and like flags, and then she didn't list her political. You don't have to do it. That's no. like, I was like, I kind of get this now. Right. When you do you when you're on the apps, do you fill out all of the prompts for like. Yeah, the- I do everything. I don't want anyone to like talk to me or waste. I don't want to waste <laughs> anyone's time. Like, I'm like, but I'm not like, if someone's a. Uh, 
like for me, if you're a Trump supporter, it's different than if you voted for Trump. And right. I always like if someone says that and they match me, I'm just like, okay, give me what I'm missing. Sell me on this. But I don't think anyone could like like support you know what i mean like right. anything and and to be honest like anyone that's like gung-ho about po- like their president as someone else said this i think tim Dillon was like you got to be a nerd if you're like you're still like even i worked for obama i loved obama but it's like i didn't like go to his rallies after he won i was like okay cool like we you have an awesome it. yeah, yeah. It's like, done. Yeah. moving on but if you're still like adamant it's like something's not you're unhinged but don't they have their own app i thought that they were like yeah they there's dating a trump sites and they have, yeah they have their it, own there's thing. a trump dating app yeah yeah this, I and think they it's just called, can, can we like farmers make a, only? No, I'm just kidding. That's a different <laughs> one. That was no, good. That was no. good. Well, that's why I've got, I've got a good. So, what are the things that are positives? And if let's end on a okay. good note, what are the things that you're looking for in a relationship other than liberal atheists uh, who yeah. support photography? Yeah. Yes, if you are a militant liberal atheist <laughs> who likes tall, bearded guys who yeah. host podcasts, then uh, look me up. What on are Instagram. your things? Like, what are your things that you like? What are you? Do you have a type? If someone looked at your last eight dates, would they be like, oh, he likes blonde girls that are petite? Um, and, and yet another <laughs> or not physical. It and yet be. another stunning instance of us being remarkably similar in certain respects. I have dated and married my share of very tiny blonde women. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my ex wife was actually four foot eleven. Oh wow. Okay. Um, and, and you're like six foot. I'm six one, okay. and the quarterly dumper was like five two and a half. Okay. And both blonde and like petite and fit and <laughs> but that's not my type i literally i've gone on dates with so many different brunettes brunettes i mean different different races Gross. different religions different just i know kidding, brunettes right? the worst uh, as we just shoot glares <laughs> at patty no i, I get it. that makes sense are so there, gymnasts so gymnasts should uh, apply here what yeah. are the what are the uh what are the music was there like if they like listen to nickelback you're oh, like you're God. out yeah i mean what i'm not they, as evolved as you on the country standpoint okay like my snobism around music has gotten pretty intense so like i listen to a lot of like indie a lot of folk like interpol yeah. band of horses i know you're a ryan adams fan i, I like ryan, ryan adams. adams i don't i know he's the worst now but his music's still good um so it's hard to find people who actually have some of that stuff in common and the other thing kind of culture and pop culture wise i don't really watch tv like at all and the amount of people on the apps who will like open line will be like, oh, what's the most recent thing you've binged? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I haven't turned I my just TV got on Netflix like three two years. Weeks ago. Yeah. I just got Netflix two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. You should watch Peaky Blinders. I'm sorry. Jumping into the 2010s. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're proud of you, yeah, Paul. I'm, I'm baby steps. <laughs> so girl pops up on the app. You t- find out she's a two influencer, 250 followers. I Blonde have, petite. I'm in. Doesn't matter what Wait, the Wait, let me it. tell the rest. You look at her site. She's got a picture at a rally for trump and the next picture is she's at the the country fest uh and she's wearing a nickelback shirt what do you do she's like hey i really want to go out with you do we have firm proof that she's not just infiltrating the trump rally as like an undercover she has every picture (laughs) she has is like confederate flag maga hat she's got one at the rally the other one is uh she's got flags on and uh She's, you see the back of her pickup truck and one one of the stickers says Nickelback. The other one says uh, Trump 2020. And she has, and uh, it says like- I um, feel violently ill right now. <laughs> I'm just I, trying to think. I would be what hard, are you going to do? That's a hard sell. You know, something, I was actually presented with this sort of situation kind of fairly recently. Um, and I think you'll get a kick out of it, but- I, I don't know what your age range is that you that you'll date. I tend to date a little bit younger, not anything that's like creepy, but certainly younger. And 
one time I'd gotten a, a DM slide through the podcast account. It was just like a woman who listened. I don't I think she came across this through over in Chicago. Um, and she was like 23, 24 years old. That's young, yeah. Super young. Gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. Like one of the most beautiful one I've ever seen from a wealthy family. She actually like rode horses, used to race cars. She loved <laughs> well, motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, everything was like spot and? on. And then she started DMing me on my personal account and was like, I know we have kind of a large age difference, but like, let's just go out yeah. one day. And I was like, hedged about it back and forth. And then the next morning she shared like an Instagram story of like a Trump post where it was oh. like a snow plow and the plow said like Trump 2020 pushing all the snowflakes to the side. Oh, and wow. she, and it said like hashtag MAGA. And I just like unfriended yeah. blocked me. I was like, eh, it was a bad, that whole situation yeah. was probably not great for me anyway. And then when I told Jenna, she was like, yeah, I could have told you to stay away from the 24-year-olds. <laughs> I will say this. Life's too short, man. The, the Trump supporters, I'm on TikTok now. And I mean, he has a lot of hot women Absolutely. fans. I don't get it. but it's. I mean, it, they're, the amount of like strikingly beautiful, like privileged blonde women. Privilege is key. Yeah. It is privilege. Because if, if you're not privileged, you're probably not going to love him. So for you out there on the left, get your act together in the, in the blonde <laughs> department. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, wasn't that I always their thing? Was it the, I, I've canceled uh, the so many women. times. <laughs> yeah. where, can, uh, where can people find you other than on these uh, the apps? Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm... Uh, between you and I, we've probably matched. I want to. When we Carter. get off the air, I want to see who these people are talking about. Me. When okay. you match, when you match each other, that'll be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. When we get on, on the field, field. Yeah. that'll be on handy. Um, what, where, where can people find sure. Menage Pod? Uh, so we're on anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Menage Podcast. If you want to follow me on Instagram, which I would love, as I'd said before, social media whore promote my photography there it is at chicago cafe racer that's a type of motorcycle that i'm obsessed with okay um check out my photography follow me at tj's posty photography on facebook and if you friend me on facebook i'll accept that too so awesome thank you tj for joining the podcast really appreciate it thanks Thanks for for coming on the podcast i want to come back on yours and follow up and uh Patty, as always, thanks for being the voice of reason. Thank you for having me. We've never promoted my website, which is... With yeah, what? So, you shit, should do that. Where can people it. find out more about you, Patty? Find me at withkindwords.com, which is my uh, my organization That's that I started right. a few years ago. So yeah. Thank you. And you can t- and I always tag you too. Make sure to follow you on your Facebook page. Of course, it doesn't help to talk Friends about talk about uh, COVID come and, uh, yes. and direct people to my business. Yes, <laughs> the SEO for this episode is going to be out of this world. <laughs> Covidcom.com. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. Follow me as well. Peace. <laughs>